in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome back to the Soulful Leader Podcast. Stephanie and I are super excited today because it is the shortest day of the year, which also means that it's the longest night of the year. And that's gotten such a bad rap. And we wanted to talk about that happy solstice, as well as being in this time of year of gift giving. And what does that mean for ourselves? And how we're so busy out there going and finding stuff and buying things and what does the true meaning of this time of year, like what's the significance to us as full spectrum human beings instead of one layer, one flatland, just go do be outward without the inner. And I think that this longest night of the year is a great opportunity to talk about that and the significance of it in our lives and how different our lives could be if we give ourselves the opportunity to to really get in sync with with our rhythms. Yeah. You know, it's such a challenge only because we've been conditioned. Mm. You know, we've been conditioned on our value and our worth on what we do. I think we've spoken of this in the past. And so a great time of year to practice a new way. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm all, I, this time of year, I often reflect on the song by John Lennon, you know, imagine, you know, in that line of another year older and a new one's just begun or imagine, you know, imagine all the people, like, it's just, it's like, both John Lennon just really resonates to me at this time of year for that reason. So many, so much of his music, because it's a reflection. And in order to reflect, we need to stop. We need to stop. We need to slow down. And that can be really scary when we've been conditioned to go and go and go. And so a solstice is a really wonderful time to look back over the year and go, Hmm, Hmm. <laughs> what, what did I do? How, this is a new year coming. And it's not from shame, not from blame or any of that. It's just out of curiosity, out of wonder, because if you can catch the unconscious patterns of the repetitive, just go, 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 when you can consciously catch it, you caught it. You, now you can change it. You just broke that cycle by catching it. Hmm. So so many times people will say, well, but it's hard to start a new habit. It's hard to, no, it's actually, it just takes a moment. It just takes a moment to stop in. I got to stop, drop, stop, drop, and 
<laughs> and move inward. Right. And this is time of year really gives us to that so that we can really reset and then have a new way of giving. Not just in the outer world of giving, but giving also to ourselves and to also to be open to receiving. By the way, the dark night is really a yin time. And, and you know, I, I, I love teaching and, and living the yin yoga aspect of it. Of like just being like just being is hard. It is not mm. easy. It's lying still for five minutes in a shape in yoga and your mind is wanting to go all over the place. And you're like, well, is it time yet? How long have I been here? Like, I don't understand, you know? <laughs> and, and, and that mind is just going, blah, 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 right? All the time. Right. Only because it's been conditioned to do that and you haven't right. stopped it. So I often say, we this is a time that we learn kindness, gentleness. And these are the gifts. So what a beautiful holiday season to then really reflect, what are my gifts? What do I have that maybe I want to connect with more or to offer to others more? Mm. And when we can start to do this with ourselves, we literally start to consciously attract it and look for it, not only in ourselves, but in others as well. And to illuminate that time, we become the candle in the dark. For ourselves. And we can't be that candle for others. Like if our candle keeps going out, how do we light other people's candles? And I, I am drawn very much to nature at any solstice. And at this particular time of year, I, I'm very drawn to nature because she gives us an example of life. And I think about the cycles and you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, we we recognize this in our daily cycle. During the day, we're outward, we go do our thing. At night, we need to sleep and replenish ourselves. And nobody doubts that. Like that's, we understand that that's the way that it is. And, you know, there's people who are on night shift, they have to adjust and shift that and get dark curtains and et cetera, et cetera, right? We don't think about it so much on a monthly basis, which is our lunar cycle, or even on a on a yearly basis, which is our solar cycle. And a day like today, this solstice, gives us an opportunity to actually stop and go, hmm, if that's happening on a daily basis, and there's a regeneration that happens at night when we go to sleep, and what does that mean for me on a yearly basis when it's the longest night and I have an opportunity. One of the things you said earlier was like, <laughs> at this time of year, we're going and we're doing and all of a sudden we're like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, because nature, in nature, when there's longer nights, it's asking us to take more time and make space for ourselves and be, be, right? Be more generous and just be more. And that giving is actually a giving to ourselves, which is a receiving and allowing that reception. And this time of year, you know, when it's dark, we tend to go, oh, there's no light. I can't wait till spring comes and the light comes mm -hmm. out. But here's the thing. There is no light without darkness and there are no darkness without light. 
So you can't, you have to have both. So when it's dark in the outer world, it's because we are the light. And we don't look in to find that light. So and those are our gifts. Those are the our light gifts. within is our gifts. And this is a perfect opportunity to actually stop and look within. Exactly. And, I, you know, talking of nature, Marin is like a great example is the rose. You take a rose and it's the most beautiful, blooming, beautiful, fragrant color, the whole thing. And yet it's accompanied with those thorns that you get. If you don't hold the rose just, you know, the right way, it, it lets you know. <laughs> and when it goes inward and you, you know, we need to prune it. I'm sure as a branch or a, a rose bush, I'm sure they go out, which that doesn't really feel so great. But yet it gathers all of that life energy and focuses it mm. so that it incubates so that when the time is right, it will blossom. And that's that ebb and flow and that moving in and moving out that we have got become very disconnected from. And in fact, it's like, you know, we're moving into a, a world of AI, artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, like everything is going to be done for us. Like we're really living in that, you know, future world, the Jetsons and the Buck Rogers and all it's like, it's like, here we are, it's here. We're human, so. And we have forgotten that we are meant to have these ebbs and flows and ins and outs and ups and downs and rights and lefts. And, and it's good. It's good. We're the rose. We're the rose. Two things come up for me when you talk about that. One of them is the around the good, bad, right, wrong. Um, and the other one is, and so I'd like to bookmark that and come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is, if everything is being done for us and we are judged on what we do and we're not trained to value who we are as beings, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Like that, that sense of self is, it's in a lot of trouble. Like who, who are we without what we do? And if our world is going to where everything is done for us, we lose our identity. And this is so important because right now there's this thing going on with, with the pandemic and ending and people going back to work or not going back to work. And there's this whole, like they're calling the, the great resignation. And what if it's not, what if it's people are actually igniting themselves and finding a new way instead of that, the old way that's no longer working, that didn't work. And they, they, there's a, like, it's a great new opportunity. It's a great new inward journey, you know? So we talked about it as the great ignition of reigniting our light or what you and I have been talking about, Marin, is the great uplift. It's yeah. like we have an opportunity now as beings to actually be in an evolutionary time to be what we've come to be. To do things really differently. And this, uh, you know, this actually brings me back to that good, bad, right, wrong thing. 
And I love that you do an exercise that uh, I'm going to ask you to do with our listeners um, around good, bad, right, wrong of, you know, we tend to judge going and doing and as being better than just being just like we judge, you know, uh, light is better than dark. And so would you do the, the little breathing? Yeah. Exercise? Yeah. So let's do this. Let's do this little exercise. And if you're sitting and you're in a place where you can close your eyes, that's great. If you're, if you're driving, please do this later. Don't close your eyes, <laughs> but being present to your breath, like just being present to your breath. So relax in your body, close your eyes if you can. And just feeling your breath move in and out of your body. And you may find, you know, maybe your inhale is easier or your exhale is easier. You know, you start to build a relationship and get to know the qualities of this. This is very important. It's like you're building a relationship with your breath. And sometimes I'll ask... <laughs> It's kind of a trick question, but which is better, your inhale or your exhale? Meaning, which is of more value to you? Valuing your inhale or your exhale? And now you're thinking, Stephanie's crazy. What is she talking about? Like, I, I can't do one without the other. That's exactly it. That's why it's the trick question. It's like we might say, oh, it's the inhale. It's so important to inhale or breathe in deeply. And someone else might say, oh, no, it's really good. We need to exhale. You know, our lives are so busy. We just need to exhale. But the thing is, you don't have one without the other. You can't. The greater that release in your exhale, the more space you make to be able to then open up and receive. And then the more you inhale and you receive, the more you're going to need to let go of the more of that. It's like, like the heart, if you imagine the heart filling up in the ventricle and then it fills up so much that the bottom drops out. And then that's how the, that's how the blood moves through the body. It's like, it's the same with our lives. And yet we're taught that giving is better than receiving. Oh my gosh. It, 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 we need both. Right. If there, someone said to me one time, I think they were trying to give me a tip and this was in the early days of like, I was ashamed to receive and I'm like, Oh no, no, I no, don't, you don't need to do that. And I was told that it was polite to kind of not take a compliment or not take a gift, push it away, you know, two or three times. And then if it comes back to you, it's yours kind of thing. Interesting myth. And I remember having this conversation with one of my clients and she just stopped me and she said, you know, you just gave me something beautiful and I want to give back to you. I need to make space so that I can really receive what you gave me. Mm. And I want to give back to you. And when you, I give back to you and you push it away, you have not allowed me to make space to own it. And I want to honor you. It's a dance. It's, she said, it's like a hug. A hug is both giving and receiving. And boy, do we need them these days. You know, yeah. we haven't had them. And so I always say, you know, wrap your arms around yourself and imagine that this loving friend is hugging you so that you're practicing giving your gift and also receiving so that you make space. Yeah, that's beautiful. I I had never thought of that in that 
way of when you refuse a compliment, how it doesn't allow the other person to have the space. And, you know, we were just talking about the relationship between the light and the dark and the relationship between the in-breath and the out-breath. And it is a relationship. And you can't have one without the other. And the same thing with giving and receiving. So I can't receive without giving. I can't give without receiving. And that's what you just showed us of like, if I try to give to you and you won't, won't take it, now I have no space to receive my own stuff. And that's just brilliant. I, I love that, that image that you shared with us. Thank you. You're welcome. And another, another level of this too, it's like, we don't always have to think about the outer giving of something, you know, substantial or material wise, you know, <laughs> difficult people can really teach you how to how to give as well and and what i mean by that is that when our hearts have have troubles or challenges it's because it's because we're ready to grow and our hearts are expanding like the grinch right being being the holiday season it's like the grinch so the the grinch it's trying to expand 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 but it's limited and so something has to break, just like the rose, the rose bush needs to be pruned. It's going to hurt, not because it's bad, but because it's opening. The rose is opening, it's blossoming. So difficult or challenging people in your life can be very much the gift of helping you grow and open so that you can bloom. Mm. And if we fight it, it's like trying to... <gasps> hold your breath. That's what we do when we're stressed. We hold our breath and we hold tension. We hold anxiety and fear and shoulda, coulda, woulda, ought tos. And those are toxins. And so in through the breath, breathing in, breathing out is allowing you to receive and open and expand, create more capacity. But also when you exhale, it's discharging the tension and the toxins and also being able to rest, totally being open to give the gift and receive the gift. Such a dance, isn't it? It really is. It really is. It's all about relationship. And for me as a dancer, especially as a partner dancer, because that's my background, um, that's exactly what it is. It's the conversation between two people and what we can create together as a unit that is more than we could either of us could create on our own. And I think about that this time of year when I can really honor that dance inside of myself of the light and the dark, of what is it that I could do in honoring both of those pieces of maybe take a little bit more time with receiving because I don't do that as much, especially as I'm being called to do that at in this longest night of the year so that I could create more going into the summer and into the spring and into next year. And the way that nature works is exactly that. She goes within at this time of year so that later she can actually bloom and grow and there is a cycle. So what does that mean for me right now? What do I need to do <laughs> for myself? in order to honor that. Mm -hmm. And I do have um, 
a suggestion for our listeners, the simple exercise that you gave earlier of, of the relationship between the in-breath and the out-breath, of just bringing some attention to that. If you could do that a couple times a day or even once a day, really just bring attention to the relationship between your in-breath and your out-breath, that could shift your world in a moment. And being this time of year, like I said, about stretching us, the difficulties and the challenges, you know, the holidays can really bring up a lot of emotion. Mm. You know, like I said, the shoulda, coulda, woulda, ought tos of Christmases or holidays gone by and it can break your heart. It can, it really can. And it's a very tender time. And so in those times, what Mira was saying is like even breathing during those times because it's making space. It's helping you get the gift of what is important to you and an opportunity to make space for what is coming. There's always something beautiful coming, always. And, you know, even the symbology of, of the manger, you know, that, you know, if you look at the, at the Christian story of Mary and Jesus looking for, you know, an inn that they could, they, they could be welcomed in. Like talk about, they, there was no inn. They couldn't get in. There was no inn. So they, they found a humble manger so that other people could be, it could share in this whole celebration. And I'm not talking about religion here in that way. I'm talking about the metaphor of there's no space sometimes to, for us to get in. Hmm. We don't have our own in. <laughs> we can't get in. How do we get in? You know, and we don't want to get in because what if we get in and we don't like what we get in there with, right? And, and so we'll just keep going out. And that's kind of what we do. And Very yet the so. solution is going in. So we feel what we feel, which is healing it and opening it up like the Grinch, breaking that 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 little container that we've stuffed ourselves in, who we think we are, because we're more than that. And to allow ourselves to really receive the gifts that are coming. So great exercise to just take in your day when it's challenging, breathe. When it's beautiful, breathe. Both of those will open your heart. And the very interesting thing about that is that oftentimes in this time of year, we feel like we don't have enough time. We're running. We're just like, oh, I need more time. And one of the the paradigm shifts that I will offer to you today is that it's truly not that you're out of time, it's that you don't have enough space. And when you create space in yourself, you'll instantly, instantly find more time. And your time won't be spent, it'll be invested, which mm. means you'll get more of it. Because when we drop in, when we truly drop in, we actually go, we, we get outside of time and space. And so when we're outside of time and space, we get to create whatever we want to create. And that might be a little bit heady for you guys today. So <laughs> we, we may need to carry that over to another I, podcast. I would love to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can go into that more deeply. Um, the science of that, because it is proven scientifically. So um, we can go further into the science of that another time. Um, I do want to mention, you brought up the story of the manger. And we are starting this evening for, with our 12 Days of Christmas, the great 
uplift. And in case you missed last week's podcast, we did talk about it last week, and you're welcome to go back and listen to that podcast. It is all about going deeper into what is behind the stories and the the myths of this holiday time and what's the deeper meaning behind it not just for the curiosity of it there's that i love that finding the deeper meaning really it's so that we can create a new and different way of being going into 2022 and for the rest of our lives and one that's more empowering and one that's loving and giving and all of the things that I know you all want out there. So if you are so inclined, you can certainly join us still on the great uplift that we're doing for the next few days, the next 12 days of Christmas. And uh, did you have anything else you wanted to share about that, Stephanie? I was going to say, it's not about doing the 12 days of Christmas. Mm. It's about the sacred pause of receiving the gifts of those 12 days. So if you're someone like like myself, who is a go-getter and gets out there and wants to just make things happen, it, this is more than likely for you. It's perfect. Because it's perfect <laughs> because it's going to totally teach you the opposite of like how to have a sacred pause and be open and reflective and that you're already enough and that love and life is literally looking for you. And we need to be home to receive. Yeah. So that's the practice over the next uh, 12 days, starting on, on Christmas Day. I found that for myself, I'm very similar to you of go, do, go, do, go, do. I'm a go-getter. And I know in my heart and that there's something more that like all the things that I've gone and that I've done, they've been really rewarding. And it's not what I was looking for. There was something more. And that's really what the Soulful Leader podcast is about. And that's what this time, this time of year, this whole podcast, um, are, are all the going within. It yeah. is the key to that something more because it's not out there. It's in. So let's take this time to really deeply listen within and get in touch with that extraordinary self that is just wanting to lift you up into a whole new way that is better than you can ever imagine. I love that. Excellent. So if we're not going to see you on our great uplift, we look forward to seeing you next week. Yes, we will have a podcast next week and we'll be in between the holidays and the new year. So um, we'll have one more conversation with you. If you've so inclined, please rate us on your favorite podcast platform. That would be helpful for us. And join us on The Great Uplift. Yeah. And you can find The Great Uplift on our on our website, thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Thanks so much. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.